thank you for listening to another Post Void Post. This uh, time we have a guest on. If you don't mind introducing yourself. Yeah, um, first of all, Post Void Post, thank you for having me. Um, I go by um, Sunrise Hockey Kid, and I hope I can add a little bit to this. Um, me and Post are pretty good friends here, and we... I come from a, a little bit different of a background. I'm a journalist and everything. Um, so hopefully this adds a interesting little perspective for all you listeners out there. Oh, well, yeah. Um, he, uh, you know, yeah, I feel like you, you gave yourself a real good intro, but at the same time you didn't give yourself too much credit. Because also, too, not only are you a journalist, but you don't work for the mainstream news either. <laughs> Which is very valid, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, I suppose um, I have some kind of nuanced views on the way um, mainstream news is put out and everything, and I'm sure we're going to talk about that later nuanced. in the, in the podcast it. itself. So all you really need to know is that I, I focus primarily on, on local news, so I'm not covering um, the big store. Well... I shouldn't say the big stories because well, Jim, what's one thing most I should in- say too is that also um, uh, most of the listeners here are aware of the fact that I am from Massachusetts and that you know, like a, a lot of what I talk about is from New England in the Northeast as well, uh, too. Okay. So a lot, a lot of the um, conspiracy theory, you know, I, I I don't like to use the term. I, I actually kind of like to use the term um, like um, uh, uh, questioning the narrative. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think when we talked about before, I think I dubbed you the term um, Skeptical Explorer. Skeptical Explorer. That's really good. Yeah, it's all, all right. Yeah. I'd much rather take that over conspiracy theorists. Thank you, Jim. Or, sorry, <laughs> thank you. Sunrise. Oh, shit. Sunrise hockey. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can edit that out if you wanted to. And Whatever. Continue. continue, uh, continue. And so we travel upon this crazy world. So, Sunrise Hockey Kid. Um, you put it loosely before, but what do you exactly do? So, um, besides being a, I mean, I'm a journalist, I do, I primarily focus on local journalism. Um, so I'm not covering what's going on at, like, the White House, but I am talking about, like, at the local level. Community. Community, exactly. What businesses are being affected by coronavirus, for example, um, what creative ways are people trying to keep that community going? I've covered a couple of drive-in shows in, in my area just to see, to keep music and other sorts of arts like film and whatnot alive. And kind of... Not what, to cut you off for one second, but the drive-in shows itself are very peculiar. I mean, like, um, I was actually have a couple questions coming on later on about the drive-in shows. Okay. But, um, so actually, I'd like to say... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Just move on from those drive-ins because we will be mentioning that. What else have you seen from the drive-ins um, that have been an example of community surviving within COVID? Um, can you rephrase? What do you mean by that? Um, aside from drive-ins and uh, music ventures, what have you seen that has um, been an example of community that has survived throughout the pandemic? Um just people caring about each other really i remember early in the pandemic i was covering a lot of stories about um 
residents in town organizing with without gov without government help like food drives and stuff yeah. just to make sure people have what they need to take care of their neighbors and stuff like mm -hmm. that and unfortunately especially the elderly as well yes, too unfortunately unfortunately a lot of stuff like this has become partisan which earlier in the pandemic i feel like people were more helping each other out so i haven't oh. had the opportunity to cover these types of stories as much as i've used to that's rather interesting so you think that actually genuine charity has become almost politicized at this point um i'm not saying that charity itself has become politicized oh, yeah i'm saying there was more... no i'm not talking about monetized charity i'm talking no, about I, human, I realize human, that person to person charity what i'm saying is i think there was more of that in april and may than there is now Okay. So I'm talking about the quantity uh, here. I'm not saying, saying that the yeah. um, I'm charity itself got um, politicized. People still care, but they're a little more um, apprehensive now. Is that what you're trying to say? I'm, yeah, in a way, because I'm saying that um, you have these two groups now, right? You have these people that are taking it really seriously. Well, Jim, can I say? Can I use one example? It's almost, sorry, not to cut you off, but I was saying almost, um, almost kind of reminds me of say like 9/11. We're at the beginning of 9-11. Um, if I remember correctly, when I was a child, everybody was so just out of their gourds, like like astonished that that happened, that we yes. all kind of banded together, and, you know, we had a we community were, we, going for a bit. We were kind of like, unless you were a Muslim American, it was like one nation for exactly. a little while. We all forgot about everything yep. else. The only people that really had it bad at that point is if you were Muslim and lived in the United States. Or black or mexican right you know but even at the even or at that, even jewish too yeah. yeah no i'm not saying that racism didn't exist at that point racism i'm saying bad actually at that point but yeah but yeah, yeah, I, I'm know saying that, like, I know what you're saying a lot more people were like identifying as an american exactly Take that for what it's yep. worth whether that's um, good or bad but. um not uh it wasn't divisive it was um bringing everyone together but under a uh one umbrella to attack, you know, kind of, yeah. Right, it was kind of like the perfect opportunity for the neocons, and they took advantage of that. Where now, doesn't it almost seem like it's kind of some sort of uh, separation? Where, like, now it's like that, that's happening yeah. in reverse. and that's what I was yeah. saying. It started out with um, a lot of people wanting to help their neighbors, and that's why I'm saying a lot of this personal charity was happening. Mm -hmm. But I feel... As if people... Which have, I saw that too. Yeah. Yes. I feel as if people have gotten their COVID fatigue a little bit. Mm -hmm. There's been a little bit more division. You have the people that... You have three groups, I'd say. You have the people that take it super, super seriously. You have the people that take precautions that aren't letting it run their life. Yep. And then you have... The people that don't give a fuck. Yeah, you, like the anti-maskers and stuff like well, that. Well, I would say, I would say too, that there's also, to put it completely nuanced, there are maybe, in my opinion, you know, I'll, I'll put it basic and nuanced at the same time, two mm -hmm. types of anti-maskers, where there's anti-maskers that do identify that, that there is something going around right now, Yep. but they, but they also don't believe the numbers, which, you know, I will say the numbers can be fudged, and there's been a lot of times in history in which numbers have been fudged. Um, you know, like, as in, I will, I will openly and broadly call it fudged, because you can't tell me, I, it, it's the whole, it's well, going back to the, right, it, it, I don't want to, we're talking you. broadly here, can I, I cut to, you off for a second? Oh, of course, go for it. Um, we're talking broadly here, when you say the numbers have been fudged, what specific numbers are you, are you talking about? I'm just trying I'm, to get an idea right, before I I'm talking about people that have had, um, like, heavy co-illnesses. 
heavy heavy illnesses in which they had like say diabetes debilitating diabetes in which then they are in a hospital that might have not had a great um you know seal on right. the COVID. and you guys know him from massachusetts are you talking about like something like noble hospital in westfield that we know is yeah not a for good an hospital. example exactly so what if you were in noble hospital getting treated for a debilitating disease and then caught covid because you were in noble hospital like like you know right. a hospital of that type of measure See, how i take that and please I, I know you're an opinionated person. Oh, no, 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 dude. Don't, just, don't think you're walking on eggshells just, when you talk just, to me. No, I'm yeah, not going to walk. Just yeah. let me finish. That's all. Oh, of course. Of course. Um, you, that's why you're here. Yeah. With those type of cases, I think we have to acknowledge that those people might... They have those pre-existing conditions. But they, they shouldn't have died. They might... If they didn't get COVID, they probably wouldn't have died. But I feel like there's too much of a trickle down when it comes to that, you know? It's like, and the thing is, is that it's, so then we have to, we have to consider it for what it is. Where really what it is, is just a slightly more dangerous flu. Which, that's nothing to fucking pass off, you know? That's like, that that's serious shit, you know? But like, right. at I'd the same time. I argue it's a little more than that, but I know where you're coming from. And you're arguing from a place of good faith, obviously. Exactly. I'm not saying to fucking not consider this. You know, uh, hell man, I've, I've worked, I've. I'm an essential worker. Um, I've had, I've seen departments get quarantined. I don't want to get sick from this. I could. People say, "Oh yeah, maybe I got it back in like October or something." People do say that. I've heard that so often. I heard that right. from like family members that you wouldn't expect from me to hear that. Like you know, family members where they also are very um, masking type of people. You know, mm-hmm. like masking up type of people. You know, like. They still will admit, oh yeah, maybe I got sick with this like in October of 2019. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I got I got I really sick in December. It very well could have been that. And it... I think that this shit lays you out. I think like you know, or, or or maybe it doesn't. Who knows? It's it's. Do we know? Do does any of us know? Know what? Like what exactly COVID does to each and every one of us? Apparently, no. It's a it's a new disease. So we're excuse me. We're still learning a lot about this on the fly. You guys, I feel like we're basically seeing the scientific method happen in real time yeah. when we normally don't. It's like a, this is and a, it's, because of this that, it's creating a lot of disinformation. Experiment. This isn't even a social experiment. There's multiple social experiments running on top of this. I mean, shit, our president has COVID right now. You know what I mean? He does. So it's not only a social experiment. It's like a societal test. In a way, yeah, because... Whether it be natural or not, you know? Because if we're talking about the politics of it, too, you, I've, re- I've listened to some, like, podcasts and YouTube from some doctors that, um, you know when the, the really bad outbreak in New York happened? Yeah, when they brought in the hospital yeah. boats and everything else. Some, some frontline... Kumo asking for, like, the, what is it, 30,000 yeah. ventilators? Yeah, yep. I'm talking about, like, frontline workers here. I'm not One talking about politicians. One thing I do politicians. have to ask, not to cut you off. Let I'm me sure. finish real okay, quick. Okay, finish. Yep, I won't be um, yep. So, I'm talking from experience of frontline workers here that are, just think that the timeline itself of Trump being out of the hospital as fast as regardless of oh, whether I he know. lives or dies. I know, I do not I mean, agree with that. There's, yeah. it's fucking stupid. Can I swear it's on this? absolutely. Can I swear insane. on this? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, you can swear on this. Um, and I don't know if you're a big fan of secular talk, but secular talk it's is a really stupid. good video yeah. on this. 
Uh, it's fucking stupid as shit. Yeah, like, you know, honestly, like, here's the thing, at the end of the day, like, it, 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 Trump's just trying to do a power move with him coming out of like that, you know, he's, he's trying to like, he's doing a power move, and it's actually, it's, I feel like it might backfire on him, because he's trying to like, if, if he really wanted to do a power move, he would not be as audacious to like, be trying to like, shuffle himself up on the White House lawn, and like, either, either looks like he has a stroke, or he has some sort of water weight on his face because of the roids. Right. Either way, he forced himself to make that fucking statement he, he, on the White House lawn. Either way, there's something sketchy going on. Yeah. Because... And he's our president. I mean, look at He's the, our fucking president. It's leaked already. He's our president. It's, our president is dealing with some weird fucked up shit. Yeah. It's leaked already that his oxygen level dropped below 90. If an oxygen level drops below 94, that's considered a very right. dangerous hey, situation. At the end of the day, with the leaks, at least when it comes to the White House leaks, I don't necessarily know if I agree with them. Because I guess there's... There's so much disinformation exactly. going on. I get what you're saying. Oh. I'm just going off of the sources that I know. Jim, we're getting off the list right here because this information... That's, that's one, okay. This I'm information time. is one of the key points. I know, exactly. All right, so no, I'm saying let's, let's get back on the list here. All right, so yeah. we, we got it going good. All right, um... What has been one of the largest groups that you have covered since the COVID infection? The largest group I've covered... As, as a journalist, yeah. Is, I'd probably say that it's the Grace Potter concert that I went to. Alright, well I was there too, I can admit that, yeah. Yes. Um... Well, largest, I was saying, aside from music, is actually, we were mentioning them, or separating the music from the society. Okay. Um, you did mention before that you actually attended, a, you you did um, witness a Black Lives Matter protest. Yes. It was in Brockton, right? No, it was Brockton area. Um, I don't want to go into the town because... Um, you don't need to go into the town. Yeah. Yeah, but the Brockton area. Yeah, um, yeah. the Brockton suburbs area. The Brockton yeah. one was really fucked up, though. I don't know if you've seen, saw video of that on the news. Well... Brockton, Brockton's not a, Brockton's no joke. I mean, honestly, when it comes to it, uh, Massachusetts has a very red-lined society. Right. You know, and I know that Brockton is like... It's a very big, like, Cape Verde and Haitian community. There's a lot pushed off onto Brockton. Yeah, it's, um, I, I will go off onto a side note and uh, mention the freaking, uh, Jim, you know about the Mattapan historical line, right? The Mattapan Historical Line? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. In Boston, of course I do. So you tell me what the Mattapan Historical Line is. Um, I know... You just said I know what you was, know. From what you know. So off the top of your head. There was a lot of redlining that went on with that. Yes. And even to this day, if you look at the actual... So what is redlining? What is redlining? Redlining is the practice of basically separating um, people... By race, by the apartments and the sections of yes, them. Yes, and it was running through real estate agents, or literally right. the real estate and agents. You, you were know like, what's, we're not going to show you this. You area. know what's we're ironic to this, this day? Area. You know the red line, the actual red line on the FDA. Yep. Mm -hmm. If you take that on the Ashmont line, if you go all the way to that, it'll take you to Dorchester. Then, if you want to get to Mattapan, you have to get on this little, they call it a historic trolley. No, historic high-speed rail. It's called a high-speed rail. But the it's thing a is, joke. is that it's historic 
before it. So get it? It's the historic from the 20s. It's the high-speed rail from the 20s. Right. Yeah, it's which, not very high-speed these days. So so continue, Jim. Um, what do you want me to... I feel like I said... Oh, right, well, yeah, exactly. So the thing is, I'll, I'll finish that off. Where the thing is that if you go on the high-speed rail, and they're like, oh, it's the historic high-speed rail. We can't end this. And the thing is... How many tourists in Boston are like, hey, let's go on the historic high-speed rail in Mattapan? Like, not a soul, right? Right. Literally the only person I know that was uh, that ever took it, I had a friend in grad school. I forget the... He was doing like a student journalism type story. I forget exactly what it was about. Um, but he, he went out there and it was just like... This is historic. He was from China. <laughs> he, was, he was from China. And he's not familiar with this area. So he was oh just my like, God, what? It was him. That's great. That's hilarious. Oh my, that's so funny. That, 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 dude, talk about him for a second. Do not mention his name. Yeah, but please don't mention his name. Yeah, I'm yeah. not going to because he's a good person. Yeah, exactly. Don't mention his as name. For the love of God. As much yeah. as... As much as I have a disdain for China's policies and the way he's they handle things, he's a great, great ex- dude. You have to I, I live, he's a good a friend of mine. You and have I'm, to bring up this story for a second here. Um, which as one loosely as you can. Okay, just his story. Or there. I know you know a couple actually Chinese citizens that have come to the yeah. United States, done journalism, and then they've been intimidated by the state to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he hasn't, but he also worked. Just for full disclosure... Well, he has to navigate his waters. You know, he's a, he's a person here. You just know for I mean? full disclosure, yeah. I have a friend that works for the China Television Network. I know. I know. Yeah. Hey, man. Fucking, uh... I, I think um, RT's pretty similar to that as well, too, at the end of the day. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you are friends with somebody that works at the Chinese Network. But you do not work at all for a fucking Chinese right. Network. Right, no, yeah. I, I still talk to him on LinkedIn and everything. Every well, that's good. Keep, keep the fucking He's network. a good kid. Keep the network going, dude. Yeah. Um, it's just interesting because a lot of the coverage he was doing around here when he was in school was about gun culture because obviously that's not something that's allowed in oh, China. wow. Whoa. So particularly, he was doing stories about Chinese immigrants that ended up being a part of gun culture itself. Oh, so uh, there was these suburbs of Boston with big Chinese communities but that had their guns. own, like, Chinese gun clubs. What? Oh, my God. Oh, dude, dude, talk about TripAdvisor for a second. Can you please talk about TripAdvisor? Um, or no, you can say no if you want No, we're going to later. Um, you have a whole question about that, yeah, I think. No, I don't. I didn't mention TripAdvisor, but oh man, man, the TripAdvisor one was insane. That story about TripAdvisor. Okay, so yeah, I was doing this story. TripAdvisor is a Massachusetts company, guys. Um, I'm sure you're all familiar with it. It's like hotels, restaurant well, reviews, Airbnb, like essentially. Yes, yeah, like exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Amnesty International put out this big <laughs> statement. I just like how you like, we're like, well, Amnesty International, like jumping from fucking TripAdvisor. Put out this big statement <laughs> yep. about yep. how TripAdvisor was allow, platforming and allowing like Airbnbs, hotels, and restaurants built on the West Bank. All right, Jim, can I get you off and just alliterate this for a yeah. quick second? All right, so basically what was happening was that there were people that want that, like, there were 
from what I remembered from you telling me, and also just like, just knowing it, that there are a lot of Jewish people that would like to travel to Israel, but then also like specifically do not want to be staying in a settlement. Like, because there may be, if I remember correctly, um, Orthodox Jews are um, anti-Zionist. And, and, and the thing is, with, when it comes to anti-Zionism in Israel, it's actually something that should be highly acknowledged and talked about. Because it's very similar. Israel has a very low population. Yeah. Israel is like 20 million people or something. And so it's a very small microcosm. But they have um, a, a geopolitical edge to them, to, to their to their politics, right. similar to the United States. So it's like the thing is, is that um, I, 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 on this podcast, I've never bashed Israelis. You know what I mean? Like even right. Israelis, I've, I've never bashed Jews. Period. I, I talk about fucking Kabbalah and we, esoteric. We, we both and, have friends just, that are Jewish. Yeah, I, you know, I, I told and you. And we I, understand I, I the nuance. You, I told Abrahamic Judaism enough on this podcast. I talked about. I don't think I've actually talked about jinns yet, but I could bring that up. But um, yeah. Um, Anti-Zionism. Well, Zionism itself is a very particular subject and the thing is is that we were talking about TripAdvisor and that TripAdvisor cued into the Zionist level of that so when we mention this subject in no way are we even critiquing the state of Israel because most people that live in Israel are actually passive or anti-Zionist hell infected mushroom is one of like my favorite, like, electronic And they're anti-Zion. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, actually, most of their songs are talking about warnings. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're subtle enough that they can have fans from both... Exactly. Both, both sides, though, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. I've never, I've never had anybody say, like, oh, I listen to Infected you, you Mushroom because they're Israelis. Like, you know, you know what what's mean? always... Somebody ever said that to me, I'd be like, fuck you, dude, I'm an, I'm an American. I get right. my country's fucked up, too. It's like, always yeah. been weird with that intersectional music. I'm sure you've seen enough live videos of Redding and Leeds with those, like, Enter Shikari videos. Have you ever seen, like, the Israeli flag that's, like, always in the front of like, those videos? Oh, dude, they, that, see, that now that is kind of a level of Zionism there. It's nationalism. It's nationalism. Right. You know, uh... But, I don't know, like, like I'm, I honest, I'm go, not making the assumption, I like... Way, I would not go to Leeds and flash an American flag in the front, you know what I mean? Right. Just saying, you know? That's all it is at the end of the day, you know. If you want to put it at the even even level of that, you know, mm-hmm. nationalism's nationalism. If you were a Frenchie, what if you what if you flashed a French flag in front of the freaking during lead and you're you're flying a French flag? Do you think some some drunk asshole might punch you in the face? Probably, right? Yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. you said Frenchie, and that's got me on this. Sh- Talking about this show, The Boys, that I've been watching. I know, like, oh yeah, Frenchie, yeah, you're right, I know, yeah, Frenchie, oh yeah, yeah, You guys yeah, should yeah. check out the, I don't mean to, like, promote anything. Oh, no, go guys, for it, dude, that show's decent, You guys yeah. should check out that show if you haven't already. It's like this weird super Oh, they call it The Boys, you know, it's funny, it's because it's called The Boys, and the thing is, I gotta say, at the end of the day, um, I was thinking, I was like, oh, is this gonna be similar comedy to, like, The League, you know what I mean? It's not, dude. Yeah, it's like it goes, it goes complete into the right. whole. The whole thing is, is that it's superhero psyop fa- false right. flags. Yeah, the whole thing is think, like false flags. Basically, yeah. think about if it's the Watchmen. It's like the Watchmen. Think about if capitalism created this superhero industry 
Yep. That was also tied into the military industrial Yeah. Oh, dude. That's what the boys is. Because you love fucking, uh, your, your best, your shows you show me were like Briar Patch and Homecoming and stuff like, like that. Like Mr. Robot. Well, Mr. Robot, of course, but I'm yeah. saying like the spinoffs, like not the spinoffs, but like, because they weren't, they weren't spinoffs. They were separate. Right. Separate they were just separate universes. shows from yeah, Sam Yeah, exactly. Sam Asbel one one season shows, you know, yeah, or two. Uh, Homecoming had two, yeah, and the both yeah, those. Don't ones think you great. can bring me on a podcast without me talking about Sam Asbel. Oh yeah, no, dude, yeah, go for it. Yeah, seriously, yeah, fucking, I. Hey man, you take good inspiration from Sam Esmail, and I'm not bashing that at all. Yeah, yeah Sam Esmail's underrated. He is to this day. Listen to him, people. All right, moving on. What do what do we get to talk about, my dude? All right. Um. So. Um. Oh damn! I got some heavy ones coming up. Um, what do you consider news? That is a heavy one. I got a heavier one coming up after that. Yeah, so get ready. Oh damn. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you consider news? Um, Sunrise Hockey Kid. It's funny because, as a journalist, you think I'd have a straight answer on that. I really don't, but I've been pondering that a lot lately, and I've been listening to some podcasts and different views on that. Um. One in particular that is kind of from an interesting place. Um, I'm sure you guys are familiar with Sagar from Crystal and Ball Show, Rising on the Hill. Oh. And, well, Sagar and Andrew Yang actually did this podcast together. And yeah. they were talking about that particularly. Well, so what exactly particularly were they talking about? Um, they were kind of talking about like how there's so much... Um, hysteria in na- national news right now. And now to be clear, and Andrew Yang, one thing I did, I, and do not forget your point, I just need to put this in for a second. Andrew Yang did make big ripples in the fact that he was pushing for um, that tax, right. which is a, a European standard, essentially. Mm-hmm. And then also UBI, which has been applied by Trump after the fact of Andrew Yang posing. Right. And kind of how I'm looking at this, too, and this is kind of a nuanced take, because I'm not one of those people that yells, like, fake news or, like, anything and like I'm that. And I'm not a Yang supporter either, but I understand yeah. that Yang did talk about but that, and all of a sudden I'm, Trump did. I'm sure you yeah. all know that Yang is a, a CNN pundit now. Oh, of course. Right. And say, Like Tulsi Gabbard, called Tulsi Gabbard, is a freaking um, a shill for the Council on Foreign right. Relations. Yep. But uh, Sagar actually asked him about that directly. And how he said it is, and this is what I think the main problem with mainstream media is, in its most simplest uh, take possible. Yang said that he's never um, been told to say any certain talking points or gotten in trouble for saying anything. He plays the fence good. But the thing, and I think is the most poignant critique of it, is the capitalism of it. Mm -hmm. It's like... I can say whatever I want. I can say whatever I want, but I have to get this into this one or two minute bite, which you can't talk about the nuance of it in that. It's like this made for TV format that keeps people from getting in the nitty gritty. So I feel like we're, it creates hysteria because we're over, oversimplifying things. A shallowness. Right. A shallowness where it's like how, like you have to get to the point, you have to get to the point within the shallow. Mm-hmm. Where you can't go deep. So I, I don't think it's this nefarious thing for take. I think the capitalism of it is the nefarious Jim, part. I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna add a question into here before the other one. 
Okay. Um, what are the merits of, um, alright, no, not merits, I shouldn't say merits, because I'm making this question up off the top of my head. Um, what can you say about QAnon? Um, as in, like, what, what positive thing, sorry, Sunrise Hockey Kid, what positive things could you possibly say that QAnon has done within the media? And I am not a QAnon fan at all. I am at the opposite. I think that QAnon has really done a negative thing to as most... As far as disinformation goes, yes. Disinformation within dissent, you know what I mean? But what positive things has QAnon done? And I'll let you think about that for a second. I can talk about right. it. If you want if you want a moment to, talk, to think, I can talk. Um... I'm gonna kind of shoot from the hip here, actually. Go for it. Shoot from the hip. Cool. Shoot from the hip, and don't and, and you know it's scathe as well too. Don't be afraid to scathe because I'm not a fan. You know, I in the overall course of the zeitgeist, mm-hmm. I don't think they've done anything positive. But to give some nuance off of well, it, I have to say, um, l- let me finish. Okay. To give some nuance of it, I do think more people are asking questions and are skeptical than they were before, mm. but I think the way that they're going yep. across that skeptical isn't based, in fact, I think there's yep. this kind of follow herd with it per- You just said shooting off the hip. Yes. That's what Q does. That's like, you know what I mean? Like, that's you literally right. just explain like, what that word means. I don't, yeah. I don't have a problem with healthy skepticism or even like, for lack of a better term, Conspiracy, I guess. Yeah. Um. Um. I. You. 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 You said it best before at the beginning of this podcast. What yes. Was it? Um. A skeptical explorer. Skeptical explorer. But what I yeah. do have a problem with is the fact that that's getting the goddamn title. This shit. type of thing is curating people, people's skepticism away from the facts and building into their fear. I think. It's created a very harmful environment for my field. Some of it deserving on our field, particularly with the capitalism mm-hmm. aspect of mm-hmm. it. So I'm not here to tell you, like, news is great, I work in the news, fuck you, or anything like that. Exactly. But I do think... I think it's You stu- have to have your sources. You have to have I th- your sources. I think it's stupid to throw out an article because it was written by the mainstream media. I think you people need to look at things oh. on a case-by-case basis and look at the sources. Look at where the facts are, themselves are coming from. Look at the science of it. Well, Jim, sorry, fuck. Well, everyone here knows that I'm Jim right now, but as long yeah. as you don't, like, yeah, just Oh, whatever. yeah, fuck it. Yeah, because your name isn't even Jim anyways. <laughs> so, um... It's my middle name. Yeah. Sunrise, I still call you Sunrise, I don't give a fuck, because I still go by post so I still call you Sunrise. I mean, like, how they all know I'm Ryan Chandler at this point, I believe, as well, too. Yeah, but, um, so Sunrise, it's not like I'm trying to hide my identity, I just don't like to tote it. Um, but yeah, so Sunrise, you know what I mean? I'm not an egotist, and it's not like I'm trying to create a personality or anything. Right. It's more the fact that, um, to, you know, to be completely honest, I go a little meta with this right now whole reason why we're doing these casts are just kind of to put it out there 
And I honestly, the way that I've viewed most of the videos that I've made from concerts that I've recorded, I've viewed back on it enough, probably about as many a times as other people have viewed on it. So, it's good recall. It's good recall. And you know, you, we might listen back on this when we're like fucking 20 years from now and we're 60 or 50. Mm -hmm. Or, yeah, 20 years from now I'd be 50. Yeah. Can, it, can we go back to news for a second, though? Oh, because of course. I kind of wanted to mention some positive things that I see going on right now. I'm an optimist by What's trade it? and um, by life. Jim, continue for two minutes. I just want to grab a water. Okay. Nice. So basically what I'm saying is I think we need to get back to community in a little way. And a way that we do that is through local news, which we all know has been hurt in the last few decades, whether that's from the internet or these newspapers, frankly, not being good enough. Um, I just think that it's important that we know what's going on in our own communities, because at the end of the day, beyond all the hysteria, I that that's tum. what affects us the most. Hey, Jim, I found a Tums on the floor and I just ate it. That's hilarious, but yeah. I hope it helped you. <laughs> but at the end of the day... I think local news is important, and particularly, I, I think, like, places online, like, certain companies, like, I don't know if ever you guys have heard of Patch.com, they used to be owned by AOL, they're not anymore, and it used to be a disaster, but you got reporters here that actually care about what's going on in the community right now, and I'm not here to tote your, like... Chandler, you talk about Patch for a minute. Oh, Patch? Yeah. Yeah. Um, just, I, I'm i a journalist, so I don't want to be biased. I, I, well, no, I don't want to feel hey, like Jim, I'm preaching. Jim, you, you get overworked as much as like when it comes to your passion as I do with mine. And, uh, damn, do I have a little baby hiccup right now? Uh, shit. Yeah. You know, I, I just feel like it'd be ooh. appropriate for you to chime in on this. Uh, excuse me. So, yeah, but um, the thing is with Patch, at least, is that Patch is, at, I believe, in, what, 30 states, I think, right? Something like that. Yeah, but either way, Patch probably is one of the most um, accurate local news sources that are available in the area. And it's Especially because of that... all these newspapers going Ooh, under. Ooh, that was a bad hiccup. <laughs> uh, it's because of the fact that um, Patch runs through... Um, low editors. Uh, might have forgot to drive that. Goddamn Saturday hiccups. Ugh. I, I'm trying to explain Patch. Sorry, you put me on the spot to try to post Patch, and I got the hiccups all of a sudden during this podcast. <laughs> might want it to weaken. I can always pause it and take a break for a quick second as well, too, and cure it. But at the same time, too. It's up to you. Mm -mm. I think that this is great. I, I think it's really funny, actually, that about 30 minutes in, I got fucking uh, hiccups. Yeah, but um, anyways, um, Patch, here's the thing, all these conspiracy theorists like to fucking bitch about the fact, they're like, nah, the news is fake, all oh, the news is fake, you don't know what to trust, we're gonna go fucking listen to some, some fucking Bible thumper selling me a book to learn about fucking news. Or Proud Boys or something. Yeah, no, not Proud Boys, probably everyone likes to think Proud Boys is more, they're not, they're, no one listens to Proud Boys. No one fucking... Really I'm not... I gotta say, I'm not one to go on 4chan, so you would know this more than I would these... Exactly. So, are. 
it's all different. It's it's all secular. You know, it's all it's all like secular. And the thing is, is that uh, you know what? Most of the Q, most of the people that are really heavy in Q are good people. They're actually decent people. There are uh, a lot of them. I will say are pro-life. You know what I mean? Like gotcha. that type of pro. Oh, jeez, I'm getting hiccups bad now. But uh, pro-life folk. You know what I mean? <laughs> but um, at the same time, uh, pro-life folk aren't necessarily like evil. You know what? I mean, like. Right. Am I being broad by saying that? No, I'm not. <laughs> like. <laughs> I'm caught by calling most people that have hung on to Q at this point pro-life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're I'm, like the same demographic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I get what you're saying. I like, just, hold on to I Q just, at this point. I just obviously see the dangers when those people can take up the majority of something and affect well, no. people on ways that aren't a part of that. Jim, what I've been hearing more has been in. Or, sorry. Oh, God, Sunrise Hockey Kid. What I've been hearing more as an issue has been the fact that there's been politicians that have been being elected under the Q moniker but the thing is though is that every single one of those politicians like ditch Q the moment they're elected I feel like there's some state ones that have and I, I'm kind of talking anecdotally but I don't remember the state but there was a state you know in the what Midwest I'm talking about. Like Minnesota Q, you, you know like, what I'm talking about Q senators and Q representatives yeah I'm talking more at the state level I, I can't remember the names off the top of my head. But, but yeah. you know what I'm talking about. Exactly. You both know what we're talking about. Yeah. I think that a lot of those folk, though, like, they, they, they use Q as a, um, you know, an electorate uh, measure. And, that, mm -hmm. and then they're like, oh, shit, I don't need this anymore. And they fucking go off and do their right. own thing, you know? I will say, just personally, I'm vehemently against pro-life but at the same time i'm not gonna assume someone's care because i actually used to be pro-life i really? was like yeah oh, yeah, yeah i was, I was like a ron paul yeah, yeah, libertarian yeah, yeah. when i was like 20. which i don't diss you on i i don't i, I wouldn't diss you on that dude now now i'm more of like a dude i was a fucking, anarchist, I I was a fucking black block anarchist man i know you still kind of are i am of course i am i know i'm just saying but like you know at the same time don't don't disregard your roots at the same time too. Right. All I'm, I'm trying to say, like, become a fucking no. Pro that's what I'm saying. You know, I, I kind yeah. of agree with how you're saying that they're not necessarily bad people. Exactly. I think I think the ideas themselves are not good, but it would be hypocritical of me to think that they're bad people automatically because I've been there and people are capable of change. Oh yeah. Um. Or adaptation. You know. Yep. Yeah. Um. So. On that. Um. What is the most publicly joyful moment that you have experienced within 2020? <gasps> Excuse me. Whether it be a small group or a large gathering. So you're talking during pandemic, not pre-pandemic. Excuse pandemic me. I'm sorry about my hiccups. Yes. Um, any point in time within, tw within 2020. Okay. Then I'm going to give you two moments. I'm going to give you a pre-pandemic moment and a pandemic moment. Awesome. Yep. So pre-pandemic, I went on a trip to like West Palm Beach, Florida to see family and whatnot. It was fun. 
we went to like one of those like virtual golf places that they do like all the like. Games oh, was it like, like uh, was it like um, like the the one? It was like virtual golf, but you like was it on a screen or was it like? Yeah, they had this, but it's not golf because you have games. Dude, I know exactly what you. We had one that Apex you like yeah. kill monsters with golf. Yeah, balls. Apex Center, Apex Center, and Marlboro. Marlboro has the same thing. So the Apex Center of Marlboro, they um, they. Have been taking a three hundred dollar fine daily for being open through mm-hmm. COVID. Yeah, it's a crazy. It's weird, but they haven't had any outbreaks happen there apparently. I yeah. I also, fun fact, like a week before the pandemic hit, um, I covered a Bernie Sanders rally, and that was kind of fun. I, I was there too. That was awesome. That was a really good rally. It was like ten thousand people there. I was in Boston. It was. W- Wicked funny because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you if you're listening now, and you look and you like Bernie Sanders or not. Do you like Elizabeth Warren? Like, here's the thing: because remember that rally? He was it, it, the whole thing is that the Elizabeth Warren people were like, ah, Bernie Sanders is doing a rally in Massachusetts. He's gonna he's gonna get all our votes. I don't think that. See, I I interviewed a lot of people on the floor. Like okay. people All attending right, that rally. Yep, I'll take so, your word for it. Yep. Oh, at that point, and this was even this was after the whole like sexist thing came out, and he's like, "You just lied on that." Well, we were television. both on the floor. We were both there at that right. rally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I talked to a lot of people. I feel like what were their takes? I feel like that dynamic was overplayed in the media. Well, I feel like he, but Bernie Sanders was. Talking about like no, you know like Medicare. I, I and, think like, like despite that, the people COVID. I he was calling out COVID before the lockdowns happened. The people I was talking to at that rally were still saying Elizabeth Warren is their second choice, because a lot of people what, are over Biden. Their second choice, and that Bernie was their first choice. Oh, okay, all right, yeah. A lot of people were still like, they remembered like the consumer. Protection Financial Bureau and like stuff like that. But Biden got like third choice in mass. Biden won mass. Hey, Rick, Rick, you're right. Yep, Biden won mass, Bernie came in second, Warren came in third in her own home state. Alright. That's so fucking weird. That's so weird. Yeah, wait, was that that the turning point? Was that the turning point for Bernie and and Biden? Massachusetts? It was a big part of it, because I'm sure you remember Bloody Monday before Super Tuesday. Uh, Yeah, uh, well, I also... Remember all the bullshitting with uh, Pete Buttigieg. Yeah, and that's like, what I'm talking yeah. about. You, you know what Bloody Monday is, right? Oh well, dude, how many times have we made up words on days like? You I know, mean, a lot of people have coined this. I didn't make this up. I know you didn't make this up, but I mean, like, you know, it's more a matter of like. I remember Pete, Pete Buttigieg running his fucking bullshit on Bernie Sanders, mm-hmm. just like how. Well, here you talk about Bloody Monday. I'm like, what about the fucking super delegates? Fucking. Ripping Bernie Sanders right. off. Right, this is a part of it too. Bloody yeah. Monday was basically a coordinated effort that started by Barack Obama, that had Pete Buttigieg and Amy oh. Klobuchar drop out. Okay, and, just like how they pitted Warren. Right, against, and they both yeah. they both endorsed Biden. But the thing is, Warren and Tulsi, Tulsi, like that was much later. Yeah, but Tulsi's still Council on Foreign Relations. Council on Foreign Relations. She, everyone likes to pin her as a libertarian, but she's literally part of a group that is anti-libertarian. Yeah, like a World Bank kind of group. More than, dude, she's part of the group that fucking created World War II. Mm-hmm. 
But anyways, we're getting a little off topic. No, um, we're not. Council on Foreign Relations created World War World War Two. I know, but I mean off off the point that I was talking about. Not at the point of this pod podcast. Anyways, can I, I get I, back to what? Hey, I was... I'm the one with the hiccups, and you're the one without the hiccups. So continue. So what I was saying, Bloody Monday was when those two endorsed and consolidated the moderates, but. And a lot of people think Warren stayed in the race to hurt Bernie, and I kind of think that too. Because um, they already had that, that bitter thing that happened before that. Mm-hmm. And no one was taking Bloomberg seriously at this point. He stayed in the race, but come on. Bloomberg? Oh my god. It's almost like we forgot that so basically, Bloomberg did that. He wasted af- so much money. After Biden won South Carolina, the centrists consolidated, the progressives didn't, and that was the end of Bernie. Yep. Why did Bloomberg throw so much money into this? Like, he thought he was going to... He didn't even run in the states pre-Super Tuesday. He thought he could just, like, buy the election. Yeah, but also, too, they say, like, all the money he threw in was, like, worth, like, his week's annual pay. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the money he was throwing in was literally the same amount that he Uh, earned during a week. The oligarchy's disgusting. (laughs) It's so fucked up. He was throwing in millions of dollars. It's like, oh... Billions. Because... Billions, no millions. It was like something like millions. Wait, it was like one hundredth of his fucking wealth. Can we talk about his pathetic memeing effort a little bit? Like, yeah, because it was Mike Gravel fucking did it so much better, and like, yeah, the Gravel Institute. Oh, the rap. <laughs> oh my god, dude. It, it that all right? It's I, I find the Gravel Institute pr- like a little funny because they also have Slavzoy's Zizique in the Gravel Institute. Have you noticed that? Yeah. It's like, oh my god, it's so, like, it's gonna get, it's gonna get so fucking stupid. It's gonna get dumb. It's like, you have, you have John Benjamin fucking, like, doing the fucking... Those damn 16-year-olds. Uh, like, doing weird Gen, Gen X. He's, like, a pandering to Gen X or something. Like, yeah, it's a, it's a Gen X pander, you know what I mean? Very much so. Yep. Yeah, the Gravel Institute, it's a Gen X pander, but it might work. You know what, I do have to say, good for Mike Gravel for at least getting his name on that shit. You know off what I mean? To- Off-topic question, do you ever drink brandy? Um, yeah, I drink brandy, I don't drink gin. Have yeah. you ever had this brandy before? Read it out loud so our listeners know. Christina Brothers Brandy. Is it good? Should I drink it or should I drink a whiskey nip next? I'll take a sip. Yeah. All right. Guys, we're getting a little off topic. We're going to have Postvoid review a product, which almost never happens. Yeah, that's actually... Uh, yeah, yeah. This podcast it's, got funny. Especially with me fucking having hiccups anyways, and me rebranding. <coughs> I gotta do a death cough before I do this. Yeah, COVID. Yeah, I got, I got the COVID floating in the air. Floating in the air. I can feel it coming in the air. You can answer I got, I got some weird hiccups dare. working. I got some weird hiccups working. I kind of like the hiccups. I feel like it works well with the podcast that's going on right now. We're running late, but the thing is that... Uh, fuck. No, dude. Uh, uh, hey, um, Gone through like half your questions, maybe. All right, hey, let, let me do a little shout-out right now. So, um, a voice to our, sp- voice to our sponsors, um, Anchor. You can make a podcast on Anchor. As easily as I, I have a sponsor, and my sponsor is Anchor because it is a platform in which I am not monetized right now. But um, I clearly have the hiccups, and I am making a podcast with my friend. And 
um, Anchor allows me to put this upon Spodcast and many other... Uh, am I on Stitcher? I, I don't know. It might be some next platform that Anchor spits me upon. But Anchor spits me upon many a podcast um, platforms that I am not even aware of. And um, also allows me some um, a, a vast um, background music, which we'll probably have one play, play which I'm going to let my friend um, Sunrise Hockey Kid decide which background music is played upon this. But either way... What are my choices? Oh, you got a lot, dude. You got, you got like, fucking, like, 50, 60 choices. There's, like, dramatic... We're probably going to run through, like, maybe the EDM segment of, of music or, like, the folk segment of music. There's, it's all segmented. Like, what about Gypsy Punk? Gypsy Punk? I feel like that might be in Cheerful. Yeah, like... Yeah, Start yeah. wearing purple for it, me runs, now. it runs on, like, uh, themes. Themes, yeah. Like, the music selection of background music upon Anchor runs on themes. Yeah, so anyways, that's my, uh, little fucking, um, PSA on, uh, Anchor. Yeah. So, uh, because this is not monetized, so I do not have to worry about putting in real advertisements. So that's a little Anchor PSA. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, so, um... Those hiccups are beautiful. Yeah, it is what it is. Um... So, what is the most beautiful story you ever covered? But what is the toughest story you have ever, you have ever covered? The most beautiful or the toughest? Both. The toughest story I've ever covered I've already talked about, which... Continue. Um, we're going to go back to the the TripAdvisor thing. Yeah. All and right. We, we didn't talk... We talked about what it was about. But we did not go into detail about this. So basically, after... I wrote this story about Amnesty International calling about them. All right, all right. The eight, the ADL is involved with this heavily. No, I got attacked by some smaller organizations. But it was from the ADL. Probably. All right, so the Anti-Defamation League. Okay, continue, Jim. All right. We talked about this a while ago, so I'm just going to catch you up real quick. I wrote this article about how Amnesty International called out um, TripAdvisor for posting listings on the in West Bank. Se- in settlements. Yes, on se- settlements. They thought they were vacationing and they realized that they were taking up spaces within occupied Palestinian land. Right. Yep. So, I wrote this story. I got accused of being anti-Semitic. I got people... <laughs> which is funny because I could say these people are more like anti-Muslim, anti-Palestine. They were like neocons. (laughs) I literally got people sending me emails being like, there is no Palestine. (laughs) And like, saying if I didn't take it off, they were going to go to the ADL and like all this stuff. Yeah, but they were already from the ADL. And the thing is, they couldn't get you. Those were ADL like lackeys. Those were ADL lackeys. And to be fair, I didn't see anybody really cover this at this point. Like, the globe wouldn't touch well, us, Well, you were covering obviously. it because it was your local right. covering jurisdiction. And yeah, when like, I well, got, it was Braintree, right? Like, right. Yeah. Which is why I have a lot of respect for my editor, because when I told him about this, yep. he's like, no, we're, we're going to keep this up. You did the right thing. You're reporting facts. Yep. And honestly, that's 
I'm not going to tell you where I work, but that's where I got a lot of respect for where I work and have a lot of pride to this day for where I work. Well, you know, I think you can say where you work. I don't want to. All right, fine. Well, at the end of the day, the thing is that um, I've mentioned the pri- priorly in this podcast about the um, uh, article about called Bohemian Rhapsody, A Story of Evan Dobell. Oh, yes, where we went to school. Yep, yeah, you want to talk about that for a second, Jim? I feel like you're more versed in that, but yeah, if you want to start it, I'll... I'll well, you're the journalist, that's what I'm saying. I've already mentioned this in the podcast. You're the, jur- you're the journalist, I want to talk to you about this for a second. What do you want to ask me about it? Evan Dobell, how about... Is that story... Is that story correct? Like, the story about him embezzling funds and spending it at the Bohemian Grove. It's absolutely correct. And the funny thing is, Westfield is so fucked up, they still have an interim president to this day. They can't even get that right. What is our mascot? The Owls. The Owls. What is the mascot of the Bohemian Grove? Is it an owl? Mohawk and Owl, yeah. Yeah, now that guy took a punch of honey from the school and he probably had to suck some dick when he was there because mm-hmm. obviously he was a smaller member of the Bohemian Grove. But, yeah, it's fucking weird, isn't it? Well, you know, it's pretty peculiar too because the thing is is that I feel like he still may have had some clout. But our school was pretty strange. We had that crazy park across the street, Stanley Park, you know what I mean? I had fun there. Oh, yeah, we a lot. Oh, hey, Jim. You you were not there that day with the gnome story, which I did post in the podcast talk- before. Okay. But I want... How about this? I'll ask you right now, too. Um, t- you tell me. Well, one, one of your... Uh, tell me some, uh, some stories from the Reeds in Stanley Park. Um... And tell... tell the, the listeners what the reeds are. So the reeds are this... There's basically like this wooden... Like, it almost looks like a pier, but it's obviously not a pier. Mm-hmm. But it's like this wooden plank that you walk down. With, it's like a, a boardwalk. It's a boardwalk, yep. And there's like reed... Pla- it goes down to the square, and like there's these like mm-hmm. reed plants surrounding the whole thing. It's like, it, it almost like bristles in the in college In college, we used to go there to smoke weed. I think... <laughs> One of my and you never, you always knew that. It's like, even if there was, like, some kids walking down the road, like, there would sometimes be some families that were curious and, like, came down to where we and then, were. And like, immediately walk and away. And, like, we would know, we would normally, like, kind of give them, like, some sort of motion to be like, yo, we're smoking weed. Like, you right. know? And, but, like, they would kind of laugh and, like, walk away. But one of my yeah. funniest memories from that is we had this friend, Pete. Oh, God. That is, like... We need to, like, roll a blunt and smoke it out of the reed plant. Oh! It was great. We smoked a blunt out of the reeds. Yeah. It tasted awful, and I would never suggest doing it. Yeah, but, but, but Pete's pizza, pizza, um, a granola. He's like, you know what I mean? He's not crusty. He's granola. You right. Know? Yeah, he's a, he's a granola. I think he's, like, a banker now or something, anyways. Um, oh, God. M or G? P M or G M. Oh, all right. See, I thought you were talking about P G for a second. No. Oh, all right. I lived with P G. That was interesting. Qua. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. 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 He's he's up in Maine, dude. Uh, that guy's doing good. Yeah. That's good to hear. I he's haven't living, talked he's to him living in a good life. He's living a good life from what I've uh, last gathered. I at least I hope he is. You know, I give him. Is all there a the reason that the numbers are red on your thing now? No, 
I guess my maximum is 16 minutes. Yeah, we got five minutes left. But, um, yeah, like, um, we can always do a part two. It's not a big deal. Okay. I still got some more questions. Yeah. Go for and it. How about this? Like, we'll do, we'll, uh, finish this, and then, we'll, like, I haven't taken a break. I don't like to do my stops or edits unless I absolutely need to, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, we'll, uh, smoke a cigarette, and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll do a little part two, and it can only be ten minutes. Who cares? Yeah. All right. Later, guys. Well, uh, not we'll necessarily later. We'll be right back. Check into part two with Sunrise Hockey Kid. Uh, um, so Sunrise Hockey Kid, do you have any um, any, any anything where if, if anyone's listening right now and they can't catch into part two, anything you'd want to uh, you know po- uh, post out for yourself? Yeah, um, I would just say if you're struggling and having like mental health issues during the pandemic right now, you're not alone. It's tough, but try to think of some things that you can enjoy, whether that's watching a new TV show, starting a podcast. Just try to get creative. And if you're listening out there, um, send to like a, uh, does Spotify have like a DM kind of thing? Oh, hey dude, you know what? Just fucking, um, we're going to do a part two on this anyways. So, you know, like I, I'm just saying, like I was saying more for your personal self. Yeah. But that was beautiful. Just take, just <laughs> Take care of yourselves and know you're not alone. We can get through this. Agreed. You said it way better than I could. So uh, we're going to smoke a butt. We're going to do a part two. We're going to make it a lot less, ca- uh, a lot more casual than we did Yeah, prior. this was kind of our political part. The next exactly. one's going to be more casual. All right. So, yeah. On that note, guys, keep it real. I'm glad this fucking got uploaded. And uh, get ready for part two. Okay, so thank you for listening to Post Void Post. This will be our uh, segment number two. And, um, Sunrise, hey Sunrise Hockey Kid, um, if I could ask you one question, I've, I lo- I've been loving asking sure. questions here. Because, you know, let me, um, actually, I'm sorry if you guys hear some clipping for a quick second. Clicking is over. There we go. And now you should be able to hear Sunrise Skater Kid as perfect as you can, better than my own voice. So, Sunrise Skater Kid, what is your opinion upon QAnon? We already talked about that, I thought. I want you to go deeper into it. Um, I don't like them. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, yeah. They, honestly, as a journalist, they're kind of my enemy number one. Um... I feel like they've done a huge disservice in discrediting science and a lot of other things that if you just, I know it might be mainstream media, but if you just take the second to look at an article and critically think about this, you can see that these things... They don't even pass the basic of the sniff test. Well, Jim, here's the thing. Um, in my honest opinion of QAnon, I feel that they take stories that are extremely sensationalized and also possibly true, actually, if you follow the truth behind it, but um, giving it to folks that just cannot handle that. And, like, and, and then they are given, like weird truths 
that are almost like like things that like used to be hidden, like for, like. But hidden. what particularly? You're speaking very broadly here. Um, well, Q Q anons. Um, you know what? Maybe um, Q normal Q anon people just like. They basically regurgitate Pizzagate, like, and and it's really funny. And I'm like, I was really in touch with that in 2016. And I'm happy yeah, you brought I, that up. Actually, have I have I mentioned have I made a Pizzagate episode yet? No. No, but I'm I'm happy you brought that up. Okay. Um, and the reason I'm happy you brought that up is because I don't think there's anything wrong with being concerned about child trafficking. Obviously. Thank you. Okay. But. To take it and to spin it, yeah. Um, there have been... For partisan, for bipartisan measures, yeah. I forget the exact organization, but there's a very prominent organization, you might know the name of it, that works to help um, find, like, child trafficking cases and help these children. Do you um, know the name of it? Media Matters? Wait, find uh, them? Or is this no, it's, it's or not or Media Matters, it's... A, organ, um, a non-profit, Democratic, very Democratic or Republican? I have to ask. Like a, the the leader is a Trump supporter, but they're a non-partisan non-profit. Oh, to find child trafficking, but it's like a it's weird like, front thingy. Yeah. Um, I'll look it up. Hang on. I, please do. Yeah, take the time. That's yeah, fine. Feel free to talk about whatever you want while I look this up. Oh yeah. No yeah. Do do your pulls. Um. What I would talk about in between that is the fact that I think that it's almost, I've said this before and I'll say it again, it's extremely disgusting that these child trafficking rings come into a bipartisan level with it, mm -hmm. where it's, it, you know, it's disgusting, but we have to work in it. We have to figure it out. And there's people on the left that are very concerned about this as well, too. And... How many people on the left have been pigeonholed on being like, oh, well, you're not about the nuclear family, and you want to fucking make sh you want to make it so, like, mothers fucking give their kids over to the fucking community so they can fucking rape them. Like, yeah, like, no. Like, no. And, 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 and there's so many mothers that I've known everywhere, doesn't matter the political affiliation, that would... Be like, no, that's my kid. Fuck off. Like, you know what I mean? And it's like, so... I don't know. It's like, it's this weird... Like, there is a little bit of a weird thing when it comes to the right. I have to say that they think that everybody on the left's a fucking pedo. All right, like, I found it. All right, found yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Tim Ballard, the founder of Operation Underground Railroad, an organization that helps fight child sex trafficking... He's a very big Trump supporter, but the person that interviewed... Well, you can't say necessarily a really big Trump supporter, because I mean, like, I... No, these are his I own know, words. I know honest people that are Trump supporters. You know? This is yeah. his own words. All right. He was interviewed by Upworthy, and he said that these kooky conspiracies are detracting from the very real issue of child trafficking. Well, I mean, that sounds like something that could be said in 2018, to be completely honest. This is August of this year. He said that... August of 2020? Yes. He is saying that he has been... He's leaning hard then, yeah. ...getting inundated... He's leaning a little hard. ...with yeah. so many calls 
about Pizzagate and whatnot, that his people that normally Is work... he trying to sell a book? No. Are you sure? I'm positive. <laughs> All right. Let's make sure he's trying to sell a book. I know, yeah. But he's getting inundated with so many of these, like, QAnon or, like, Pizzagate calls that... It's actually making it more oh, wait, difficult you, to do their actual work. And oh, wait, sorry. Wait, it's you, like becoming a distraction. Can you, say this, can you say that entire story you just said to me over again? Um, yes. Repeat what you just said. So Tim Ballard, the founder of Operation Underground Railroad, which is an organization... Okay, that Jim, Operation Underground Railroad is a little weird. I do have to admit that. How so? Just the name of it, I guess? Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's just you putting your own conjecture on it, though. Well, I mean, like... it's a little weird that they're trying to make it a... a I mean, it ho- historically, are, do we want to make a comparison to saving children to the Underground Railroad of slavery? Um, Like, they, that's forcing it a little there. Like, it's... It's strange. Uh, you know, do you know anything about Scotty the Kid? You know Scotty the Kid? No. Inform me. <laughs> but I think... And this is just me as a journalist talking because... And I I'm am, not trying to downplay fucking child trafficking. I am not... I believe in underground dumbs. Yeah. <laughs> I am much less of a skeptical explorer than you are, obviously. Of course, but I do believe in underground but dumbs. Yeah. I just feel like... And I don't mean this personal because you're a friend of mine and whatnot. Oh, of course. Yeah, you should be as slow as you can. I just think, like, going off of the skepticism of a name, there's no fact based in that. Oh, dude, what's my middle name? Hinkley. <laughs> you don't know what that means, but the listeners might. Yeah. Um, you know that that's like the link between George Bush and fucking Obama, right? I did not know that. Well, thank well, you for informing me. I just did. Yeah, it's through Samuel Hinckley from <gasps> Plymouth, Massachusetts. Okay. Yeah. He is the great-grandfather to Obama and uh, Prescott Bush. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I'm, I'm even saying, like, upward these... This isn't, like, a CNN or a USA Today article. This is an article from, like, a non, like... A pretty, like, credited non-mainstream media source. Well, um... A journalism that's actually trying to be journalism. <laughs> right, but like I said in the nuance in the previous episode, I wouldn't even go that far. Because I think there's plenty of people that work for CNN or whatnot that care about journalism. What's your opinion upon Anderson Cooper? Um, I'm neutral. You're neutral upon Anderson Cooper? Yeah. I think that guy's a fucking shill. <laughs> I think that his family was his blood royalty, and I believe I I know his history. Yeah. Okay, okay. Jim, are you familiar with uh, Project Monarch? Yeah, we've talked about this in separate conversations, but for the sake of this podcast, please mention it. Oh, please mention it. Okay, I thought you were going to say please don't mention it. Okay, so please mention it. Um, Project Monarch is... um, You know what? I'm going to do a service to this podcast and go as lightly as I can into it. 
And I will say that Project MK Ultra has been proven to exist. That and yeah. any any remote viewing right. experiments have been we, proven to exist. We know MK Ultra and Mockingbird both exist. Like that's a fact. Mockingbird, MK Ultra, and remote viewing experiments all had taxpayer money going into it. Right. Those were all CIA operations. And taxpayer money paid for it. Like, absolutely. 100%. Taxpayer money paid for it. You know? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So, hmm, that was under defense contracting, right? CIA, wasn't it? But, like, but it was, you know, CIA, yes, but under defense contracting, right? Um, yeah. So then what's NSA under? Uh, that's its own separate branch, isn't it? So then what about creating personalities? What about it? Like, you just lost me. You jumped from 1 to 10, I feel like. Oh, I did just jump from 1 to 10. That's exactly what I meant to do. I really did just do that. For the sake of the listeners, because this is number two. So, um, Jim, um, how do you feel that uh, personalities could be curated within 21st century? Um, through marketing and analytics. Analytics? Oh, I'd like to hear a little more about that, on your opinion upon analytics. I think that, obviously, with the sort of, like connectivity of smartphones and whatnot that we have right now, they understand the things that we're interested in. And they're thinking? Yeah, and they curate what we think of in the future and it kind of precognitive. Right? Precognitive. Puts that into our brain. Jim, are you familiar with the word precognitive? Oh go go for it. It's not necessarily something that we might not come to our own conclusion on, but there's obviously some sort of push to that based from like a capitalist perspective with these corporations. Well, push it could even be from a defense standpoint, of course. Ebb and flow, like an ebbing and flowing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like a receding and coming in and a receding and coming in, where there's some to- points in time where we can create almost more community. And there are times that it can impede upon community, right? Right. Because, I mean, it's of giving us new ways that we think that go off our own preconceptions. And then when you take social media that puts us in these like ideological bubbles to begin with, it creates this division. Well, it's like all pocket... Uh, uh, carpet, car, uh, you can say it better than I can. Uh, carpental, uh, 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 componentizing, carpentalizing. <laughs> uh, I'm bad on words when it comes to that sometimes. Um, pocket, pocketizing, putting them in pockets. Yeah. Yeah, like pockets. Um, Carpet- demographics. Car- um. um Fuck, why am I fucking... I, I can't say that word. Yeah, it's like I have bad... I, it's like a focus group on steroids. Yes! And it's funny, because apparently steroids cures COVID, right? 
That was a motorcycle. There's I know, a right? lot of around here. Yeah, that's cool. It's a good, good time here. Yeah, yeah. But um, anyways, um, yeah, Trump, fucking crazy. It's crazy that our like president like might be like dying or something or like on steroids. It's so cray cray. But wait a second. Didn't, like, Ronald Reagan, like, have, like, fucking a stroke and, like, have his wife run the country for a while, Nancy? Was it her or was it Herbert Walker? Bush? See, here's the thing. I was watching The Daily Show recently, and they made a weird point because they were, like... Like, The Daily Show is normally always, like, like, oh, fuck you, orange man. You know what I mean? Like... Honestly... Fuck Trevor Noah. The Daily yeah, Show hasn't oh, been good since like. Of course, I know. John Stewart was way better, and John Oliver is good. I in his still own right, shit on like, John Stewart even. You know, but like, but I will state, I totally agree with your sentiment. But the thing is, is that it's odd because actually, the episode I just saw was weird. Is Trevor Noah fucking actually kind of like sided with Trump for a second, and he was like. Oh, well, all these presidents fucking hid their fucking medical illnesses. And he made a fucking... He, Trevor Noah made a fucking um, episode, or sorry, uh, a skit on The Daily Show about all the presidents that have faked mental fuck... Or, sorry, uh, men, uh, medical fucking illnesses. Whether it be JFK and the... Oh, we I all, didn't see that. That's interesting. Yeah, we all know about JFK and the wheelchair. Yeah. And we all know about... Or sorry, we know about... We all know that we all... Excuse me. We all know about FDR and the wheelchair. Right. And we all know about JFK having and, the fucking pills to keep him alive because he had that crazy illness. And we also all like know... Crohn's disease? Like, JFK had Crohn's disease? We also all know about Reagan being kept busy with the leaves from the sacred Well, center. yes, like, yeah, the leaves... Where they like blew the leaves back on, so he could Reagan could like break the leaves again. Oh yeah. man! Oh, it's so good. Oh man! All right, um, Jim, can you say that to our listeners right now? I want you to explain that. So so good. I'm sure you all know this, but when Reagan was starting to get his like Alzheimer's dementia, whatever, um, the Secret <laughs> Service used to keep him busy by having him rake leaves on the front lawn of the White House. <laughs> And, and then when he wasn't right. looking, they'd take the bags and they'd throw all the leaves back on the <laughs> <And> they're like, <laughs> he rakes them up and then they take them the occupied. leaves and they throw the leaves back on. Oh, man. Pretty so, well documented. That So they say, like, with Biden, they're like, oh, well, Biden won't know he's dementia. Reagan was, like, straight up, like, adult, like, mind adult, like, yeah, out of his gourd. Like, like if that man... Was if that man was an actor, like a B-list actor, and did not become president, like he would just be in a fucking nursing home, and they would just be giving him like fucking new decks of solitaire, you know? <laughs> you had some other questions for me, right? Yeah, I, did, I mean, actually. guys, we've been pretty heavy, and it's been fun, but I know we were gonna like go into. A little bit more broadly about our our personal the ways we've dealt with COVID, I guess. Um, you know, I got two more questions, and the two two questions I got were pretty fucking honest. Okay. So, uh, what is the best silver lining you found in twenty twenty? The best silver lining of this yeah. year. Yeah. Um. 
can I think about that? For oh yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead and think about yeah, it. Keep talking for a minute. All right, I'll talk about it for a bit. I'll, I'll, I'll keep on going. I can. I definitely have shit to talk about. Um. Well, I would say for myself, with the silver lining. Um. Oddly enough. Uh, you know what? How about, how about this? I'll answer that question, but don't you listen to me. I want you right. to think about it. Yeah. Um, with me, I would say it's the fact that uh, I'm a warehouse worker and that I work in a warehouse. And that, like, actually, I I look at it now and, you know, I'm, I I got to do a five-year plan. I gotta, I'm, I'm fucking almost 30 now. I am 30. I don't feel like I'm 30, but I am 30. You know, like, there's... It's 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 odd with the millennials, you know, like they 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 feel a lot younger than they actually are, and you know, or me included, and you know, you gotta fucking pinpoint yourself and figure out what the fuck's going on, and you know, like I'm in a warehouse, it's not that bad. I thought it wasn't that bad for when I went there, but you know, now it's like shit. I'm an essential worker. Oh shit. I don't know when like uh. I, uh I've, I've worked for this company, I worked for them as a cashier, and now I'm in the warehouse, so it's it's almost like two different companies, but it's the same company at the same time, too, and I understand both dichotomies when it comes to the company, which most people do not understand with inside of that company. Either way, um, I'm, and, and also, too, most of my family are within a union, a teaching union, just to put it out there. Um, I'm worried about food deserts. I'm worried about food deserts. Uh, I'm worried about areas. Wait, which... worries? How is this a silver lining? Huh? How is this a silver lining? You're talking about worries. Oh, um, because I don't have an ego. I'm talking about people. Um, so I'm worried about food deserts. Yeah, and food deserts... Like, um, if, uh, you can't supply food to a food desert, then you gotta bring out a fucking food truck to get people food. And that may sound real simple, and that may sound real stupid, but that's gonna sound real real pretty fucking soon from what they tell us. Gotcha. Alright, I think I know what I'm gonna say now. Can I Go for can it. I start? I guess the silver lining for me... And I'm going to sound really self-righteous here. I'm sorry. Go for it. Um, I feel fortunate to be in, like, a local news field right now. Or I'm just trying to give people information to save lives right now. Yeah. And, and that's the pandemic, yes. But it's also the stuff going on with, like, police reform... Well, nobody cares stuff. about that in the media anymore. You know, nobody's going into the media to try to save lives. You know what I mean? Like, you, I, I, di- I disagree, but that's fine. Um, well, you're an older breed, and there are, are there are people that are doing that. You know what I mean? But I'm saying the hegemony that's in, not in patch, but mainstream move, like essentially. Mainstream. No, that's that gets back to the point that I was saying about how capitalism is ruining this. I don't think it's the journalists themselves. I really do think that the average person that works for like ABC capitalism being involved or even news. CNN yeah. or MSNBC turning news into a, a, shit into about a market turning news into a market right all I'm saying is 
I think we're doing our best right now. Oh, yeah. You can agree with the practices, disagree with the practices by which you do it. But I think wholeheartedly, I think journalists care about people for the most part. Matters with journalists. I'd even disagree with that. You don't think that, that you think that like the journalists at freaking like Fox or MSNBC care about people? I've talked about the nuance of this. No, I'm not talking about Patch here, dude. I'm talking about the people that uh, are arguably your competitors. Like, you know. No, I I will still make that point. And for the record, that they're not my competitors. I work in a completely different market. I don't. Um, um, what's your opinion upon AP? I use a it's lot. It's an of honest question. Honest question. Honest question. I like AP. Yeah, me. I'm not dissing AP. I'm just saying, like, what's your opinion? No, what I am saying is, you can disagree with how capitalism. Well, AP, let's talk has... about. Can we talk about AP for a second? Yeah. So, so Associated Press. Yeah, like. What about them? Um, it's very. It's it's an aggregate, right? Um. Yeah, we have AP partners, and what I'm saying AP is basically an aggregate. A- AP is the middleman between most media. Well, AP is the thing that, like, a lot of people will aggregate from. They're not the aggregate themselves; they're the source of the aggregate. So they're basically press releases, but journalistic press releases. Right, because they're written in a no-nonsense journalism kind of way. A it's very intelligent, almost Cambridge, not analytical, but Cambridge University type of way. No, I wouldn't even say that. I would say they're written in a way that a human can understand, unlike the press release that you get from a fucking government or a business that has all these big fucking glowy words that someone hmm. with like less than an eighth grade Jim, education wouldn't understand. Let me pose it to you this then. Um, what would you trust more? AP or a BBC article? Um, I'd have to look. I can't say that generally. I'd oh, no, no. Article. I, I was asking, actually. I'm sorry. I was trying to ask you a general question. I'm like, yeah, you I know, know but I, I think that's... Same, same type of article. I think that goes in the same AP way as, like... BBC. Yeah. I think that what you're asking me, in a way, is the same as the Yang criticism... Well, well, I, I didn't say RT. I did not say RT, and I didn't say anything. I, I, was, I was posing AP to BBC, you know what I mean? No, in in the same way, I, I would say the same thing. Like, just matters... It, it, it matters, matters on the story article. Story to story, story to story. A all story right. is a story. Okay, all right, yeah. But you would say that you would you would deem both of those as fairly respectable, like doing their journalistic integrity, right? Yes, Particularly with BBC, if it's something outside of the UK. Uh, you know what? There's been enough stories from the BBC that I've seen. But the thing is that... I'm not saying that they won't Jimmy, criticize What about Jimmy Saladay? What about... Uh, uh, G- uh, uh, G- Jimmy... I said Saladay. I fucking pronounced his name wrong. Uh, Saville. Uh, Jimmy Saville. Jimmy Saladay, the fucking pedo that that was the the BBC um, DJ. He, BBC has real, real rough history too. But I would say that, and I'm gonna make a comparison here. I'm sure all you listening are familiar with Vice News, and that 
Is it Gavin Newsom? What's his name? Oh, the, the, are you talking about the governor of California? No, not Gavin Newsom. The founder of... Oh, um, um, freaking... Um, are you talking about fucking the co-founder, the Power Boy guy? Yes. Fucking, yeah, fucking um, um, Gavin, Gavin McGinnis. Yeah, Gavin yeah. McGinnis, yes. I look at it in that same way. Because... I actually, I actually like Vice News, and once they come yeah. up with him, oh well, you know, actually Vice News switched with Gavin McGinnis, and they got um the guy that directed the fucking Beastie Boys music videos. Oh, um, Spike Jones, Spike Jones. All yeah, I'm saying, Spike Jones, yeah. is when they cut off from him, their coverage of Charlottesville was arguably better than anybody else's. So I think I BBC did not can see do their coverage in the same of Charlottesville. Way. I. Would like here? I have I have my own nuanced take when it comes to that. I'm not going to diss you at all when it comes to that, but I will say that actually Vice also interviewed fucking ISIS members for like. A, remember that? They did. You're right. Yeah, that's really weird. It's really weird. Like yeah, like that. Even the time I saw that, I was like, this seems cryptic. I'm like, what the fuck? How do they get these guys? I'm like. Um, I made an episode before about David Myatt, and that's my... It's funny that Gavin McGinnis went all right. It's weird, isn't it? Hmm. Maybe he got some fucking leads. What do you mean? I mean that, uh, these alt-right guys are like wizards. Wizards in what way? We're going way deeper. Steve Bannon, like I was talking about how I think Steve Bannon might be Q. Okay. Why was it that Steve Bannon was arrested the day after the Priories of Zion was released from the fucking FBI tour? I don't know. I'll let you talk about this because you're more of a skeptic in that way. I more look at what I can uncover and well steve bannon was arrested the day after twitter for the the official fbi twitter fucking released the priorities of zion and i'm like come on yeah that's a fact i'm like come the fuck on the priorities of zion like that shit is like middle school it's middle school it's middle school when compared you know right jim middle school when compared I mean, it's... To a, this shit, you, you finished the Enter Shikari line. It's a very, like... <laughs> no, I want you to finish the Enter Shikari line now. It's middle school when compared. To what? I don't remember that line. I think it was in fucking uh, Arguing with Thermometers. Um, it wasn't middle school. It's minuscule, not middle school. Thank you. Continued line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about class A's. That shit is minuscule when compared... And just like Eddie Attic, desperate to get his next hit, we resort to committing crimes to secure our next hit. Thank you. Dude, that is so much more high energy than anything that Steve Bannon could have possibly said Dave Myatt. Just to be clear, that song was about climate change. It wasn't about this. Yeah, but what is climate change? Something we have to worry about. I think that you can take that a little metaphorically, too, and say, like, oh, well, climate change. There's a lot of songs about climate change that's also talking about societal climate change. 
Guy who bleeds. Oh, dead on, like, yeah, 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 actually, Guy who bleeds, yeah. Good song by Set Your Goals. Check it out, yeah. listeners. Yeah, check it out, yeah. It's not necessarily about, like, earth burning. It's, well, actually, yeah, it is about earth burning. It's more about what humans are doing than anything. Yeah, it's all about humans punching each other in the faces, you know, yeah. But uh, it does definitely make some references to California burning down, and there go, those guys are from California, right? Um, yeah, I think they're from the Bay Area. Yeah, yeah, they are from the Bay Area. Yeah, you're right. But, uh, <coughs> fucking California. Jesus Christ. Like, I wouldn't even know how to understand how to live in that area right now, you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel for those people, man. Well, uh, Jim, I want to ask you a couple more questions. Oh, sorry, fuckings. Excuse me. Sunrise Hockey Kid. Everyone knows my name is Jim by now, so... Yeah, but you, you're still Jim the Sunrise I am, Hockey I Kid. I am Sunrise Hockey Kid. You're Jim the Sunrise Hockey Kid. comes from this group called Sunrise Skater Kids, which they basically make, like, parodies of, like, scene music. It's good. It's good. Check out the Sunrise Skater Kid album, if not Beating a Dead Horse by Jared Alonge. Yeah, but, um... Hey, yeah, yeah, play, play it over the back. Well, no, um... Ask me a question. I'm ordering my some DoorDash. Well, you do <laughs> nice. All right. Um, uh, I go for grub up. Uh, um, last thing. What is the best silver lining in 2020? Um, what is the most bombastic um, news story that you have come by in 2020? My most bombastic news story. Like, yep. what do you mean? Like that you've covered, that you personally have covered. So TripAdvisor would have been that, but that yeah, was, was, like that was last year. Exactly. 2020. Within 2020, what was the most bombastic? Um, that you can talk about. Let's see. Um, hey, hey, don't worry. Don't worry about dead air. I got this fucking backtrack. You have you ever heard of Turtle Boy? No, I've never heard of Turtle Boy. I've never heard of Turtle Boy. <laughs> fucking, of course I've heard of Turtle Boy. I'm fucking fast, dude. Yeah. Yeah, well, right now I'm in the middle of covering this fucking... You're going after Turtle Boy? Yeah. Ah, yeah! All right, let's, let's hear about this shit. I'm, I'm in the middle yeah. of covering this potential, like, recall election because of fucking Turtle Boy. Fucking Turtle Boy. Oh, all right. All right, lay in a Turtle Tell Boy. Tell them what Turtle Boy is real quick. All right, well, Turtle Boy, I'll say from what I know of Turtle Boy, is that he's basically like the conservative speaker box of Massachusetts. And that, like, he's, um, you know, if you know anything about Barstool Sports, he's basically the Barstool the Sports. The edgier version he's, of it. No, not only the edgier version, he's attached to Barstool Sports. We're like... How many Barstool Sports flags have you seen flying in mass? Yeah. Like, Turtle Boy and Barstool he Sports literally has jerk a, each other off. He you know, literally like, has a section called Hood Rat Heroes where he just, like, makes fun of stuff that black people do. It's, like, yep, disgusting. Yep, yep, it's reverse, um, it's reverse, um, World Star. Yeah. Yeah, it's Massachusetts. What it's white Massachusetts world star. But yep. they they have no journalistic integrity whatsoever. Turtle boy. Yeah. 
What do you mean they? I, like, I don't even consider them a they. I just call them like a fucking shit. Like, whoever blogs on them. There's a few yeah, I know, right? Like, but they wrote this article that was based off a social media post of this school. But Turtle Boy doesn't even have fucking like. Like, here's the thing. Like, I I I, I follow some right shit sometimes. Turtle Boy has no fucking merits whatsoever. Right, fuck Turtle right, Boy. Yeah, like, ugh, but it's tabloid. They, it's tabloidy, exactly. They take shit that people posted on social media maybe like a year or two yeah, ago, and it's then they so like, try and make something out of it. <laughs> like, but they go past trends. Like, that's their whole thing. It's like <sighs> doxing on steroids. No, it's doxing on fucking bath salts. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> yeah. But they were they went after the school committee member that like volunteers for like a local food pantry just because she made a post on Facebook about like delivering to a food delivering to this like Trump supporter that happened to be a veteran. It's like, well, at least like in the afterlife. I'm sorry, like, I forgot to put a cross on my fucking Facebook. So profile. basically, know, like, the people at Turtle Boy was like, this person hates the troops. I oh know, my yeah. God. Like, if she just had a cross on her Facebook profile, she wouldn't have been attacked by Turtle Boy. And now all like, these people in like community Facebook groups are like trying to ugh. start a recall effort against the school. Killing I hate member. Turtle Boy so much. And. He makes Massachusetts look like a bunch I, of fucking I ignored this story for three weeks because I give no credence to Turtle Boy. He makes Massachusetts like, look like a bunch of shitheads, dude. And then I was like, fuck, there's actually a recall. These people are morons, and now I have to cover this. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have to cover this, I guess. Fuck Turtle Boy. Like it became real all of a sudden. Yeah, exactly. Like, I just wanted to just not have to... Talk about this. It's funny too because I was talking to my editor about how this happened, and I originally had a paragraph about <laughs> how this recall started from Turtle Boy. He X that out and is like, "Fuck Turtle Boy! Don't even mention them. They deserve nothing." I'm like, it's not even real news. It's like super. It's weird though, because uh, you know you would think that it's like, oh, if Donald Trump really want to call out fake news, he should call out Turtle Boy too, because that's clearly. Not real news. Yeah, no, this turtle. He doxes. He fucking makes his career out of fucking soft doxing people. Turtle Boy was started by a disgruntled Turtle Boy soft doxing. Let me finish. No, but I have to say, Turtle Boy makes his career out of soft doxing people. Like, not really doxing them, but doxing them enough. Turtle Boy was started by a disgruntled former PE teacher. That. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, was it also, like, Proud Boy? Proud Boys has a weird origin as well, too. Like, yeah. I don't know. He used to be a public well, school teacher and a track I can go into that for a second. And was just like, oh, fuck these schools. We're all getting full liberal and we care. Fuck the game. Oh, um, hey, you want to know one thing about Proud Boys? You want to know one word? Mochismo. Cheesmo? Mochismo. Okay. Isn't that such a fun word to say? Mochismo. 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 Yeah, let's keep saying it. Mochismo. Mochismo. Yeah, it means um, uh, uh, means um, forcing big dick energy. Okay. Yeah, and that, yeah, mochismo. It means like uh, you know um, Mussolini. Obviously. But you know the difference between Mussolini and Hitler. Um, 
Mussolini started from a rich heritage and Hitler did not? No, um, you're actually wrong with that. What? It's the opposite. No, wasn't Hitler like an artist and like a military guy that rose to power? Well, Hitler also was uh, also, um, he was a bastard, but he was born in the house of Rothschild. Like, as a maid, under a maid in the house of Rothschild. Uh, Mussolini was born in a poor, like, um, a poor family. Okay. But he, like, also was, like, weird and, like, super macho man. And, like, yeah. trying to, like, be, like, Hercules macho man and be, like, ugh. Like, like, basically, like, um, Mussolini was always angry at everybody that was better than him. Or, like, that he deemed, like, more higher than him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas Hitler was, like... Hitler, if you read into Hitler, Hitler is more fucked than you would even consider. Because you think Hitler, you think Hitler just galvanized a group of people? No, no, no. No, he fought in World War One. I'm aware of that. Do you understand about the swastika? Yeah, it used to be a Hindu symbol. There's a lot to pull from that, and it's fucked up. It's not good. We're getting a bit off topic here. Though. You know, I'm not this, I'm not, I'm also, when I say, when I just said that too, I am not shitting on Hindu religion at all. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's more like, um, Hitler was a Sadat man. Right. You know what I mean? And, um, Mussolini was just like, um, Mussolini was kind of like that guy that you meet at the gym. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like that jacked dude that you meet at the gym that's like, why aren't you as jacked as me? You should be as jacked as me. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like those type of guys. You've seen them at the gym, you know? Right. That, like, um, just the, the jabroni fucking, like, macho man guys. Yeah, like, that's, that's Mussolini. That was Mussolini. Yeah, it's weird. Interesting. Uh, I didn't realize, I didn't remember the point I was trying to make with that, but uh, I was trying to differentiate between two fascisms. Yeah. <laughs> right, because you said that. I get your point because you've often compared Trump to a Mussolini rather than a Hitler. Yeah, 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 because I don't think that Trump really has like that esoteric mindset when it comes to it. But Bannon did. Oh, yeah, Bannon did. Yeah, Bannon, Bannon was like a Hitler, um, Himmler. Bannon was like Himmler, you know Himmler? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bannon was like Himmler. Yeah, like, you know, fucking... And he, he was, I, I say was because apparently he's arrested. I mean, I don't fucking know anymore. I don't really care. I mean, I, I just talk about this shit, you know, because it's entertaining to me a little bit. I don't think too much of this really matters. I think what matters more is this conversation that we're having. All right. Now. We got less than 20 minutes left, so if you get some more questions, let's get into it. All right. Um, what was the best story you believe you've ever covered? The best story I've ever covered, I actually won a best of award for the organization that I work with. Oh, really? Um, it was about this gun store trying to open within 500 feet of a playground. Oh, and- I remember this. Oh, my God. I yeah, continue. Because no matter what you had to say about gun stores, dude, this one was fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it was so silly. Can you give me two seconds? All right. Talk this for is a second. so dumb. All right. Like, um, I just have to say for a rebuttal for a quick second there, uh, not to say one of your best stories was fucking shitting on a gun store, but this one was 
it was like some guy that was going wicked ham, and he was like, he was like trying to open a gun store in front of the fucking school on purpose. It was like he's going ham. Yeah, like you can hard as so motherfucker. This yeah. town doesn't have any zoning laws regulating gun stores, but there was outcry because this guy made some pretty fucking stupid um, social media posts, particularly on Instagram. Um, oh, God. Residents were outraged over two recent Instagram posts in the store account. One depicted an older woman wearing lingerie telling a boy, see, that wasn't so bad, was it? Now let's go get that H&KP7 you wanted. The what the fuck? Yeah. Wait, like, luring him, like, after a sexual encounter, like, casual, white sexual yeah. conversation, and then the buying gun, a gun? The gun store owner said it was an extremely poor taste, and he said the point was to show that this is the wrong way to buy guns rather than the What way. the fuck? It's weird, And then, man. this was his other post. Happy Easter for, like, the kids with, like, a gun coming out of, like, the Easter egg. Wow. All right. Oh, wow. That's actually, like, I have to give it to him. This, um, you guys can't see this on the podcast, but it's, it's, it looks really cool. Um, it's under, um, oh, yeah, so you're under Patch. Yeah, read it's the under, caption. It's under, um. I don't. Well, it's under Patch. It's under the Dead of Mass Patch. And, uh, this picture is a, uh, a pink gun. It's a pink pistol. It's like a Glock 9. Like some sort of pink Glock 9. In the middle of a really greeny field with some Easter eggs around it. And it's like, yeah, you blue Easter eggs. It's a very aesthetic picture, actually. It's Read the caption. And the, and the caption is, Happy Easter from J&J Arms Family. Hashtag Easter. Hashtag 2019. Hashtag go shoot your family. No, I'm just kidding. Um, hashtag rainbow. Hashtag titanium. Hashtag Neochrome. Hashtag J and J Arms. Hashtag Stay Legal, Stay Safe. Hashtag Denim. Hashtag Massachusetts. Hashtag Boston. Hashtag Conceal and Carry. Hashtag Glock. Hashtag Smith and Weston. Hashtag 2A. Hashtag Guns of Instagram. Hashtag Jesus has red zeros and oh shit! Oh, I just fucked my head up reading that last one. Hashtag Jesus has risen. Holy shit! Yeah, and this is what someone posted on it. Stay legal, stay safe. One commenter wrote, "It's my last hashtag." Is that really your hashtag with a photo of a gun alongside eggs for kids to find on Easter? What the fuck? Jesus has risen. I'm like, whoa. You didn't need to put Jesus as risen, dude. And, like, these people are reasonable, too. I am not... That's not, like, in the, not the poster. Right. The criticizers. A quote. I am not opposed to safe, well-gun, a well-gun run gun shop in a commercial zone, such as the police supply store on Route 1. I have major concerns about the experience and integrity of the proprietor due to some appalling posts on the company's Instagram feed. And you can't argue oh, that these are man, not this is ridiculous. This everywhere across the United States. You know what I mean? Like, this is just, this is just one store. And yeah, no, we're not trying to blow up anything here. But it's more a matter of an example, you know? And actually, we're running another 45 minutes in this podcast. So we got another 15 minutes to talk to. But, dude, 
this is a prime example. Like, hey, Jim, if I don't know if we finished it, but uh, the TripAdvisor thing. That TripAdvisor story that you had was pretty interesting as well, too. Yeah, we talked about it that at length already. Well, it almost kind of reminds me of something kind of similar with, what, like, with what's going on. But it's like you can't talk about the ADL attacking you for fucking writing stories about I mean, you they did. calling out about fucking sending people on their vacations unwittingly to settlements. But, you know, apparently um, you writing a story about fucking um, the local gun store being all fucked up and being weird and fucking um, militant when a gun store should not be militant. Not a gun store. You know what I mean? Yep. A person can be militant. Me, I'm gonna find but not that. if you own a goddamn gun store. I'm going to find that story real quick and read a little bit of it, actually. Yeah, go cool. for it. Yeah, we got time. We got another at least ten minutes on this podcast. I could always do any other parts after this. Yeah, it's fine. And it's been good casting. Uh, you know, the only thing that I would say you have to worry about yep. is the ADL, I so guess. Here, I'm going to read a pair. The world's largest human rights organization accused a local online travel company of profiting off war crimes by listing hotels and other businesses at Israeli settlements in Palestine on its website. Mm -hmm. Amnesty International sent a letter to the staff at TripAdvisor based in Needham asking the employees to speak out against the company and demand it remove all tourist listings in the Israeli settlements. Isn't it fucked up that the Amnesty International is kind of at odds with the um, Anti-Defamation League? Right, the ADL says they're anti-Semitic, but they're also like the biggest human rights organization <laughs> in the world. They fucked up. Amnesty claimed TripAdvisor and other travel sites are profiting off war crimes by listing tourist act attractions and properties in illegal Israeli settlements. Mm -hmm. TripAdvisor has more than 70 listings, including hotels, restaurants, and rental apartments and other tourist attractions Air in Israeli settlements, according to Amnesty. Quote, the settlements have had a devastating impact on Palestine communities over the past five decades. Amnesty's international letter to TripAdvisor employees said, to make further construction, Israel has demolished tens of thousands of Palestinian homes, forcibly displaced large portions of the population, and diverted water and other Palestinian national resources for statement use. By promoting tourism in these settlements, these illegal settlements, TripAdvisor is boosting their economy, mm -hmm. helping them to expand and contribute to the mass suffering. There are people caused. willing End to quote. go into there. They want to get vacations into the settlements. Yep. People are like, and then there's people that don't, that are Israelis that don't want to be vacationing in settlements and then realize that they are. Mm-hmm. Because it's something about the lakes, I want to say. Can I read some of the comments? These oh, go for it. Go for me. it. Yeah. For Amnesty International to call Jewish towns and villages war crimes is to insult the memory of real victims of war crimes. My God. That's at least consistent with the meaning of the word amnesty, which has to do with amnesia. But people who are truly confirmed through Palestinian Arab rights have better memories than they remember that the best thing for Palestinian Arabs has been the Palestinian Jews of Israel who have brought them enormous improvements in standards of living 
<laughs> even the rudiments of democratic politics, however corrupt. For amnesty to create a pressure campaign against Jews living in historic Jewish lands is to imply that the Arab conflict with Israel is due to the Jews taking up too much space rather than, um, than to the against Arab wars in her. Yes, to make that change because <laughs> the tiniest sliver of country is anti-Semitic. They said the too much space argument. Yep. He said the too much space argument. Go fucking eat shit. Because, uh, uh, no, 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 no. Can I have a sip of that? Yeah. I, 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 I. Are there any Anybody more? arguing the too much space argument is something that I... Here? Oh, yeah. It's something that I fucking adamantly stand against. Where I, I you know what? I, I don't want to sound racist. I don't want to sound fucking bigoted at all when I say this. But I will say that... And I don't want to sound anti-Semitic at all, or even anti-Zionist in this in this way. Oh, keep going. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I don't want to sound anti-Zionist at all in this way, but it's more a matter of the fact that that you have to acknowledge that overpopulation doesn't really exist. It, it doesn't exist. It, it's more a matter of the fact that. So, God, this is such a fucking hard topic to be bouncing around. But I will say that I personally believe that the Jewish people should be allowed to be in the either Palestinian or Israeli area or whatever you want to call it, Judah or whatever you want to call it, um, but to not hold a subservient way over it and that like um it's it's all a matter of uh sharing is caring <laughs> is that too communist oh shit Ooh. um but nobody wants to fucking have the rome on the dock built uh the 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 rock on the dome the dome on the rock built again king solomon's temple that one that they're supposed to level and uh, the Dome of the Rock is there right now. And that, like, they want to build King Solomon's Temple over the Dome of the Rock. Yeah, uh, I don't know. That, that might fuck up a lot, of, a lot of religions. I feel like we should uh, keep it what it is, kind of, in the wailing world. All right. We're in the last, like, seven and a half minutes of this podcast. So, do you want to ask me some of the light questions? Just so I would love it? to, yeah. Okay, go for oh, it. Oh, God, this guy, like, that, that guy, wicked Zionist, and, yeah, like, I was not expecting this conversation to go there, but I did it, yeah. It <laughs> happened. It happened, I'm glad it happened. Um, I, I hope, I hope uh, any Jews listening are not offended, thank you. They um, shouldn't be. They shouldn't be, I, I, I respect the, uh, religion a lot. Um, I, 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 I am familiar with the stuff for you, uh, yeah, God, yeah, I'm familiar with the fucking um, esoteric Judaism. Uh, yeah, I don't want to like the Sefer Yifra and the Sefer Yeratza, excuse me, and um, uh, the Book of Life. And um, anyways, um, yeah, Sefer Yeratza is actually really weird. It's like it actually is very similar to the Georgia Guidestones. If you are you familiar mm -hmm. with Georgia Guidestones? Yeah. What are the Georgia Guidestones? No, I don't. I'm talking out of my ass. Well, everyone's talking out of their ass. I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. The Georgia Guidestones are really weird. And it's similar to the Sephir Surah 
from. Uh, remember, we wanted. To well, there's pull like a hundred million people that we are have supposed a point. to survive. We wanted to pull back. I did want to pull back. Yeah. So what do you want? To, what do you want to pull back to? You had a couple questions about how I'm dealing with the pandemic. So let's. Do so that. how are you dealing with the pandemic? Um, I hope everyone's dealing in the best way they can. I I know it's hard, but. Since some other phases of reopening, I've been playing a lot of hockey, both street and ice. And Post has played some street hockey with me, and he's been hit by some hockey balls. Yeah, yeah, I've been, uh, I've been nailed. <laughs> street hockey, dude. Street hockey's been fucking on point. Yeah, it's been on point. Yeah. But I've also been watching some TV. I've been watching two shows primarily. Killing Eve and The Boys, which oh, I know boys, you like The, the Boys. The Boys are fucking crazy, yeah, actually. It's fucking... I was not expecting that fucking show to be as, like, as as uh, on point as it is. You know, I, I understand that they're, you know... They're, they're, they're still a trope. A trope? A trope? How do you pronounce that? Trope? You know? Yeah. yeah. In the superhero realm. Exactly, but they, they run the trope. That's the whole thing. That's the whole point. It's like a shtick, like, dismantling that. Well, it, I have to say, too, dude, uh, yeah, you know, the boys, I kind of wrote it off a little bit because I was, like I said in the beginning of this podcast, or I believe it was in part one, where I thought it was, like, the league. But then all of a sudden I realized, oh, wait, no, they're doing the superhero trope, but they're, like, uh, mixing it in with false flags. And, and they're, they're also like, making the superheroes look bad. Dude, the fucking first pilot, you fucking... Downs a fucking um, governor, or what was it like? It was it was it was like a fucking ambassador of some country that was trying to blackmail him. No, it wasn't a country. It was the mayor of Baltimore. Yeah, it was the mayor. Oh yeah, it was the mayor. Oh dude, 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 dude. Can you quote the Sunrise Skater Kids for a second? What do you want me to quote about them? Fucking never gonna see Baltimore again. I got my best friend in the front seat, pizza in the back, <laughs> seven God. pairs of khaki shorts and stickers for my Mac. Mom and Dad don't understand. <laughs> it's my life, my time to take a stand. I'll never see Baltimore again. All right, I have to alliterate that the lyrics that he was just singing were from a comedian. <laughs> yes. He makes fun of pop punk. Exactly. He makes fun of pop punk. Baltimore, dude. Baltimore's weird. I mean, if Jared Alonge, if you, I don't think you are, but if you happen to be listening to this, I love you. I love you, Jared Alonge. Keep doing what you do. Don't stop doing it. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. No, Him and the punk, the punk rock NBA are like my two favorite like YouTube people. Hey, they, dude, Punk Rock NBA and Jared Alonge are good YouTube people, you know? You should listen. They're, 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 they have fun. They have fun. They have fun yeah. with what they do. We only have, like, three minutes left. Yeah, it's what it is. So let's wrap it up. You have a last question for me? Um, hey, Jim, what's, uh, what's the funnest thing that you can think of off the top of your head? The funnest thing I can think of off the top of my head? I mean, since this pandemic started, I've been watching a lot of TV. No, 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 no. Take away the pandemic. Funnest thing. Um, that for me has been playing ice hockey, honestly. 
All right, that's fucking sick. <laughs> like, you can check them. You can check them. You can fucking in Massachusetts. The but rink, you can check somebody if yes. they, they, they're fucking cool with it. You in know, yeah. Massachusetts, the rinks are open up again. I had a head to head collision with someone trying to get the puck. And I got some cuts on my nose and like a black eye. <laughs> yeah, you didn't get in China. At least I didn't get concussed. At least not to my knowledge. Oh, you're speaking far away from the phone, but anyways, it's fine. Not to my knowledge, I didn't get concussed. You're a loud motherfucker, anyways. I'm sure they can hear you. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, hey. This these two podcasts fucking went on for a while. Yeah. Um. It's a good, good conversation, Jim. Yeah, we should keep it up. Thank you. Um, as um, Sunrise Hockey Kid, I will definitely be back again. Well, I'll say Jim, Sun, oh, Jim, some the, of, hyphen, Jim, the Sunrise Hockey Kid. I'll be back again on some of Post's podcasts, so I hope you listen again. And if you're listening... Um, there's another podcast coming with both of us soon called Nostalgic Future. Nostalgic Future is and up and ready. It's not about, like, this kind of thing at all. It's just about music we used to listen to in high school, so if you're looking for something a little bit more wholesome and lighthearted... Give it a week, it We'll be, be there for you. Give it a week? I'm so sorry to cut you off, Jim. You said it so beautifully. I know. So you guys have a good night. Um, yeah, we still got another, uh, 30 seconds or so on that note. Um, we're going to keep it real. We're going to keep it good. And, uh, also one thing too with Jim, uh, we want to do a transhumanist debate at some point. We do. Because I'm not saying that, like, I'm a whole hard transhumanist, but basically what we're going to do... 20 seconds. We're going to go through the Transhumanist Bill of Rights, because I agree with a lot of it. Transhumanist Bill of Rights, yes! And we're going to go point by point and let you decide. All right. Love you guys. Peace.